Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the No Easy Way Out podcast. My name is Tony Nash and we are coming to you as always from the Woodworth Building in beautiful downtown Owasso, home to my company, AZ Business Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. So I'm joined today by uh, one of our newer business owners in the community and uh, some of you may have seen him, you stepped into his place, that's Mr. Dakota Woodworth. Dakota, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, man, I'm excited to have you on the show. So um kind of how we got connected i've been working with your dad randy woodworth this is dad i've been working with him for years i've known your dad forever you see his signs all over of course this building is his building and uh, a lot of things happening with randy and of course i don't know if you know this but randy was actually the first client that ever number one the first person to like think my idea was a good idea i talked to a lot of people about my business and people were like yeah maybe i don't know if it's gonna work but your dad was like yes that's what we need i'm in he bought the first website that anyone ever you know paid me to do we built his website for him nice and he's been a client ever since he's been a big supporter of what we do our big cheerleader he's always telling people you know good stuff about us no yeah <laughs> i think he he hunts less for ideas and he hunts for people who he thinks can make the idea happen i agree there's a market for everything especially yeah. in this day and age yeah no and he's good at that and like i said he loves ideas he loves supporting people's ideas um and you know really your dad has become someone that i look up to a great deal he's someone that i lean on for advice i've gone to him many times but hey i'm dealing with this what do you think and Absolutely. he's always very honest sometimes brutally honest um, but I always appreciate that. And he and I have become great friends. Um, and then one day I'm sitting here and he called me. He's like, hey, come to my office. It's never like, hey, are you free? Can you come? He's like, hey, come to my office. So it's like you're getting called to the principal's office. <laughs> so I go over there and he's there with you. And he's telling me about this idea for Round Midnight Records. Mm-hmm. And you guys kind of had like sketched out a little logo on the marker board. And he's like, I got this vision. He's like, we're buying Round Midnight Records, and I want the logo to be like the Nine Inch Nails logo, you know, with the N-I-M, but I want it to be R-M-R. And I'm like, oh, say less, man. I got you. And we put together a logo, and then we worked on a website, and, you know, you guys got the place open. You guys have bought merch from us. We've had a good partnership. Uh, me and my boy went in there. It's a cool, cool shop, and we're going to talk more about that. But uh, it's been cool to see you. You've been open now for how long? Uh, the third week of November, I believe November 18th was our official opening okay, day. Okay, so about two months, two and a half months? Thereabouts, and I got to say, it's been a warm welcome to Main Street. Thank yeah. you, Owasso. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, our community is great and very supportive. So before we get into you know what RMR is, uh, and I think a lot of people know what it is, and probably a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the name is self-explanatory, but there's more to it than just records, and I want you to talk about that. But before we do that, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about you? Oh, shoot, where to start? I mean, I'm Dakota Woodworth. I, I've done a little bit of everything, and like for the longest time, I like wanted to be self-employed and didn't really know what to do. And this is kind of where dad came in because, you know, dad knows his son. Yeah. I like eat, sleep or eat, live, breathe, sleep music. That's and your always thing, have yeah. and just didn't know how to make money on it. So when, you know, Steve Hodges was 
selling the business, one, everyone panicked because Round Midnight Records could not leave a loss up. Yeah. But Dad was the only one that didn't panic. Randy was the only one that didn't. He was like, I already know who's going to run it. And it was like maybe a call. matter Come of to my office. Yeah. He called me. At, I was working at Manitou. I was building pontoons at the time in Lansing. Okay. He called me at four in the morning and was like, hey, I know what you're going to do from now on. And I was, yeah, it, was, it just, it's been snowballing from there. Drop the rivet gun and walk out. Yes. Literally threw the screw gun across the pontoon yeah. and just was like, I'm done. No, not really. I'm all about. Uh, that would have amic- been a better story. Yeah. I'm all about amicable se- separation and such. But yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And like, yeah, I've always, I, I've always been into music. I listen to EDM primarily, but I've been branching further out. That's the best part about having a record store. Is yeah, you man. always have more media to try out. And it's endless, right? I mean, there's this endless amount of music out there. Uh, I will tell you, like, I didn't really know you. I had met you maybe once before. And after talking to you for five minutes, I thought to myself, like, this is the perfect guy for this store. I could hear your passion. I could hear some of your ideas coming out. Like, I, I could tell, like, this is the guy that's going to carry this thing on into the next generation. And I know you have a lot of good ideas. So <clears throat> tell the audience a little bit about Round Midnight Records. You know, what are they going to expect when they walk in the store? A lot of color, mm-hmm. like the, the walls are black and white, but I throw, I have always have tapestries up and posters. I actually have a whole bunch of like original movie posters from the theater. Yeah. Apparently they're supposed to be destroyed after the premiere, but I got them. <laughs> you got them. And uh, like outside of the looks, like there's always something new playing. I do throw on some of like some ACDC and some uh, can't go wrong with that. Yeah, some Led Zeppelin, but get the lead out. I'm also throwing AJR, Alt J, a uh, bunch of electronic bands, Zed's Dead, the entire Dead Beats crew. Yeah. I, I'm trying to bring the bass to Owasso. <laughs> bring bring back the bass. Yes. that's great. Mm-ts, <laughs> So, you know, I know you've only been at it for two and a half months. You said you had a love for music. You wondered how you could make money on it. So, so far as you've, you know, and it's not like you just left a job and became an employee at a record store. Like you're the guy. Yeah. That's a whole nother journey, right? So, so tell us about, you know, so far, what do you really like about this career that you're experiencing? Well, let's start with like the personal part of it. Like, it's been a great confidence builder. Sometimes it's a confidence teardown, but mainly it's sure. a great confidence builder for like, oh man, I can actually do this. Mm-hmm. And like, if I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> Long story short. But uh, so not only am I like improving like the store, constantly trying to improve and get new music, new inventory, new artists in, um, I'm also in other parts of my life trying to like, I'm trying to learn how to produce electronic music. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to get shows into the shop. Uh, That'd be cool. The more more I can just submerge myself into the business of music, I think the happier I'm going to be in life. Yeah, I saw on TikTok that you got a record straightener, a record flat. Yes, the record pie, dude. It's the coolest thing ever. if you buy used vinyl, it is essential. It is essential. Yeah. It will take a vinyl that you could surf on, and it will make it paper flat. And it plays well after that. I, it took an unplayable Molly Hatchet record I had and yeah. made it play perfectly. Wow. 
That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. So why do you like, you know, obviously there's lots of mediums for music. You know, you got now everything's digital. Like mm -hmm. we were talking about the other day, my kids found an old, like this big old zip up sleeve we had that has like 200 DVDs in it. We didn't even know where it was. And it Give dawned it on us, like we don't even have a DVD player anymore. Like everything we do is digital. Um, and then, you know, obviously from the time the record player was a thing to now, there's been a lot of iterations of how to play music in between. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the sound of vinyl is timeless. But in your own words, you know, why vinyl? Why should somebody buy vinyl? Why should they collect vinyl? What, what are the reasons people should, you know, use this type of music? All right. Medium? So, and like, I'll start off. I love Spotify. I do. It is a wonderful program. I Apple still music. use it, especially in my, like, my car or when I, uh, I'm having a really busy day in the shop and I just can't be flipping vinyl mm -hmm. every half hour or so, which is pretty rare. But um, I don't care how big your laptop, PC, phone, whatever is. It is incredibly difficult to display your Spotify collection. True. Or A, I am wall to wall in my own house with my own personal vinyl collection, which has exploded. Yeah. But, um, and it's a wonderful talking piece. And furthermore, like I have 6,000 different songs on my phone downloaded to it that cost me $10 a month. Yeah. Vinyl is a physical media form that is a collectible. And like I have an AJR record, for example, that I'm pretty certain in about a decade is going to be worth at least $150. And they're a new band. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So if somebody, you know, doesn't have a record player, do you sell record players also? Oh yeah. I sell great entry level units. Uh, I sell, uh, mid-tier units out of the store as well and then i have connections as well to get the real hi-fi high-end stuff as well yeah. uh, i can if you really want to you could blow 10 20 grand on a sound system with me yeah okay well we'll have to talk about that my son as you know i brought him in right before he went back to school and he's right, really right. recently got into record players he loves it my mom has an old record player that he loves messing with when we go over there awesome. and then she actually brought it over he bought a couple records from you and, uh, you know, when he gets back, he's like, I'm getting my own place and I'm getting a really sweet record player. So it is a cool thing. You know, it's a hobby. I think for a lot of people, people like to collect it. It is cool to display. I mean, getting a little cassette tape with a little picture just wasn't that cool. Um, then the CDs came out and, you know, was a little bit cooler because there's kind of a cool picture on it. But then the album, just the the look of it, the, to, be able, to be able to look at it and see oh, it. Oh, yeah. And then the quality of the music, it always blows my mind. As old as the technology is, the fact that a needle can go onto a piece of vinyl and rub across it and play so, music, it blows my mind. Like, I can't wrap my head around it. So, like, the long and short of it is essentially, like, all those grooves, yeah. that's the waveform of the song, the music. Yeah. And the needle takes that waveform, reads it, sends it through the phono preamp, either in your turntable or in your stereo receiver, that amplifies the sing signal and gives you that hard and tasty bass that we all know and love. <laughs> yeah, it blows my mind. Like, whoever thought to come up with that or whoever invented it, it's incredible someone, to me. Yeah, yeah, someone way, way back when. Like, to me, that seems more impressive than a CD, like the, the way that it's done, and I just think it's pretty cool to watch it in, in action. So what kind of music, just you're on your own, you're chilling. What kind of music does Dakota Woodworth like to listen to? Oh, it is so, 
I am uh, I'm an emotional music listener, if that makes sense. It does. Uh, so like I have days where like, you know, rage against the machine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have other days where I'm listening to Hippocampus, another great, wonderful uh, indie band from Milwaukee, I believe. Milwaukee. Uh, they're a great pop band, very positive vibes. AJR, also a great positive band. And sometimes I want to cry and I listen to My Chemical Romance. It's just... <laughs> music is an experience for you. Yes. And it we... is an experience. Music is tantamount to emotion. Yeah. No, it's funny because like Zach and I have talked about this a lot. Zach's really into music and like sometimes he'll find a song and he'll listen to it on repeat for like eight hours in the back there and you'll just hear him listen to the same song like for me i don't listen to music very often at all like i'm more of like a talk radio podcast sports talk that's just kind of my vibe audiobooks i'll listen yeah audio i love audiobooks i'll listen to music like as entertainment but in very short stints and my family hates it because i never listen all the way through a song like i'll listen to the first verse and maybe past the first chords maybe if there's a heavy guitar solo from an 80s hair band or something and then I go to the next song, and then like, can't you just listen to the whole song? And for some reason, like my ADD brain is like, next song, next song. So I never like just sit and vibe to music, or sit and just chill and listen to a, an album all the way through, or even when I'm driving. You know, mm -hmm. it actually kind of puts me to it, kind of puts me to sleep. And so it's interesting to me to you know when I meet people who, you know, find like the journey in music and really uh, you know. Uh, connect with the emotion of the lyrics or the emotion of the music itself uh, I, some songs just hit me I, I i was listening to alt j uh okay orchestra my favorite album by them yesterday or not uh, not alt j hush my mouth ajr okay hush your mouth ajr okay orchestra wonderful album i was listening to that yesterday in the shop and thank god nobody was inside because i literally started to like cry i had to go up. into the back and grab some tissues yeah call, I had, me, uh, call me whatever you want call me effeminate i don't care right uh, i'll cry no i've had music bring me to tears i mean like you know obviously like i'm a big movie guy and so like the score the way they score a movie can truly oh, change yeah. the impact of a scene interstellar so I, i've had movies where like the, the soundtrack met with the visuals just brings me to emotions uh, you know, I'm a big church guy, and so there have been songs in times of worship where the music has just brought me to tears or just caused me to, like, put my hands up in the air. I'm like, why am I doing this? But I just feel like this mm -hmm. is what I need to be doing right now. So, I mean, I get the connection to it, but it's just not something I've ever, like, done on a consistent basis. Absolutely. But I think I'm kind of unique in that because I talk to more people that really connect with music on a different level than I do. So, Tisha? Uh, that's right. That's right. And you got something for everybody, right? Darn straight. Okay, so we know your music, but what is your favorite genre? You get to pick one genre. What's your genre? Oh, I, I think I would rather die than pick one. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm going to go with uh, Indie Alternative. Okay. It, if you asked me a month ago, I'd probably say Electronic. I love the bass. It changes. I love it. But uh, the amount of just new artists that are doing stuff that is just completely unheard of like never ever heard of before is astounding and like the weirder and more eccentric the music is the the more i want to listen to it and the more i need to have a physical copy <laughs> did you find the nf album that you were looking for i saw you posted not you were looking yet. for an nf album not yet i uh zach's a big nf guy as well i don't, I don't want to drop the 150 dollars for the copy i want on which album Cox. is it it's uh, his, 
Is it called Mansion? Is there an album called Mansion? It's his first one. Yep, thank you. Uh, okay. It's the original, I think, if I recall correctly, I saw an original pressing, either that or I was tired and it was a CD, but the dude wants 154, and I'm like, this close, this close. <laughs> All right, anybody watching, if you got an NF Mansion album, new or used, doesn't matter, Dakota's interested. Stop in RMR. Maybe you can work a little trade or oh, a purchase. Yeah. I do trades. I haggle. I yeah, dude. I'm about it. All I'm, right. I'm not. I'm here to help people build their collections and find new music. That okay. is how I view my position in this community. Yeah. Okay. So favorite genre we got. What about favorite album? I know you have many. You got to narrow it down to one. Someone says, all right, you get to keep one album. What's the best one? I'm putting the tough questions to you today, man. Stressing them out. Okay, orchestra, AJR. Okay, okay, orchestra. Not familiar with that one, but I think I'm gonna have to check it out. I'll learn you. You said, oh yeah, I'll learn you. Favorite artist? Glass animals. Glass animals. Favorite song? We're getting down to the. Oh, dude, <laughs> just shoot me in the knee or something. It would be easier. Uh, oh, favorite song? Right now, it's probably way less sad off of uh, OK Orchestra by AJR. All right. And it changes, right? Like, I'll get oh, yeah. a song. Ask and me I, tomorrow. It'll be different. I'll get a song, and, like, I stick with it. Like, you know, probably my favorite song of all time is No Easy Way Out, and I named my podcast after it. No Easy but, Way Out. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, and it's from a movie. I love, I connected with that movie, and that song just hit me, the scene and everything, so... There it is. I built I built a podcast after it. Yeah, absolutely. I love this podcast, by the way. Wonderful. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's a work in progress. We've been this is I think episode ninety five, ninety six, is that right? Somewhere somewhere oh, in that. It's almost episode hundred. Almost to one hundred, yep. Um but yeah, we've been doing this for three and a half years and uh it's been a journey. You know, when we started this thing it was it was terrible. It was awful. <laughs> the, the very first episode I ever did came after like a year and a half of like, I need to do a podcast. I need to do a mm -hmm. podcast. And I just talked about it. And one day I'm finally, I actually watched a Gary V video and I'm like, all right, oh, Gary v. it's time to do the podcast. Preach. So I talked to Zach. I'm like, all right, do we know how to do a podcast? And he's like, oh, we can figure it out. Called up Jordan Sovis. We, we, we actually, your dad bought like a podcast and a box because he was going to start a podcast at the time, which by the way, Randy, it's time to start your podcast. Stop talking about it. and Let's do it. Um, and, Jordan showed us kind of how to hook up the sound. We we borrowed some cheap. We didn't have video cameras at that time. We borrowed some cheap cameras, and we set it up in our office. We had Jordan as our first guest, and we recorded the whole thing. And I watched it back with Zach, and I'm like, dude, that's terrible. That's awful. Do I really sound like that? Do I look like that? I know the camera adds 10 pounds, but how many cameras do you have on me? You know, that's kind of like I'm feeling just really insecure about everything. So I literally called Jordan, and I was like, dude. Can you come back so we can record this? Like, we didn't have the lighting right. We didn't have the... Mm. He's like, oh, yeah. He was super gracious. No problem. And he comes back. We record the whole thing again. And I watch it back. I'm like, it still sucks. <laughs> and then I was finally like, all right, we just got to put it out there. Yeah. The only way I'm going to learn this is if I just put it out there, stop judging myself. And like this, that right there is like what kind of... I, and I'm sure many other people have a problem with starting things that I want to do mm -hmm. because I have a fear of an irrational fear of failure and of risk. Yeah. Which, don't be afraid to fail. Don't plan to fail, right. but don't be afraid don't to. Be afraid you to. have to figure out what you want to do, 
Figure out how you can start it and then just do it. Because you're not going to learn. You're not going to get better if you don't do it. The first step at being good at something is sucking at it. Yeah. The first time anybody did anything, they weren't good at it, right? I mean, the first time Michael Jordan picked up a basketball, he sucked, right? But he worked at it and he got better. 10,000 hours. Exactly. And so one of the things you probably heard your dad say this, he said it to me a million times. Well, maybe not a million, but quite a few. He said, I know I'll never fail because I'm never going to quit. And really, that's what it comes down to. Just stay persistent to it. If you got something, stick to it. There's going to be up days. There's going to be down days. There's going to be days where you question, why did I ever do this? I should just go get a job. This is hard. Yep. You know, uh, you know, you get, you're up at midnight, one in the morning, two in the morning, trying to figure out the next thing that you got to do. And it's just part of the process. But if you stick at it and keep with it, uh, it will really start to pay off. Absolutely. So, you know, I guess, what do you want the community that hasn't been into RMR, what do you want them to know about it? And, and what's your invitation to them to come in and check it out? Excuse me. Um, I mean, come on in and listen to some awesome music. If nothing else, like we have a lounge and I can get you a cup of joe and we can enjoy and explore some awesome music together. Yeah. And you know, if the vinyl hobby is for you, because that's really what it is, is it's a hobby where you can build and uh, display. display and yeah. collect and just... It's like stamps or miniatures or any other, or coins or any other collection yeah. hobby like that, except you can listen to it yeah, and enjoy it. And come on in. And if nothing else, we can share a cup of joe oh. and, you know, maybe find you some cool albums. Yeah. And, like, I've got awesome starter kits. Uh, so there's, like, a portable Victrola turntable. The speakers in it are garbage, but uh, it has RCA plugs in the back. If you have an existing stereo system, mm-hmm. yeah, because the preamp in it and the needle itself is pretty solid, and if you can just upgrade the speakers, which I also have those, yeah, it's amazing. It's a great start. Great yeah. start. Well, you can hear the passion in your voice. You can see it in your body language. It's something that you enjoy. I think for someone that already is a collector or somebody that's interested in collecting, or just as a lover of music, get in there, meet Dakota, sit down in the lounge, let him play some music for you. That's what you did for us. Yeah, we've got a community table, too. Yeah, he even showed us how the record player works. You know, just took the time out of his day. So go check it out. It's definitely a must. Uh, You also have a website where people can, you know, buy albums and records. Absolutely. Still under construction. I'm sorry. We're getting to it. But we are live and we are taking orders. All right, so let's get to know a little bit more about you. I send all my guests a little questionnaire to just ask them, you know, some questions so that, you know, people see you as the business owner. Maybe some people know you, but some people don't. This is how we let them get to know you. So we ask everyone the same questions. So the first thing is, favorite place you've ever been? You said Dance Dance Festopia. Dance Festopia. I couldn't couldn't pronounce it. it. So it's an electronic music festival in Lacygan, Kansas. Uh, if you like electronic music, uh, go. It. What I love about festivals, and really I should have just put music festivals, yeah. because uh, music festivals are a place of freedom of expression. Like, you can wear anything. You can be <laughs> anything. And, yeah. like, no one's going to be like, who the 
who is this idiot? People are going to be like, righteous, man. That's how it is. It's what it is. It is a place where you are free to be you. There is no preconceived notion. There's even a whole, a bunch of people. uh, I'm one of these people. I don't even go to festivals as Dakota Woodworth. I I go there as Alex. You have an alter ego? Alex. I go there as Alex. All right. And it's- Do you have a last name? No, just Alex. Just Alex. Because- (laughs) That's awesome. Cause I'm not gonna lie, there are some there are some weird fellers at these music festivals. There's some weird guys, so you don't necessarily want them. You don't want them to look you up them. on Facebook. Yeah, you don't necessarily want them on your Facebook. But like, if you meet someone that's like really actually righteous, then you know, connect. And then you tell them your real name. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So where did Alex come up from? Like, how did Alex become a name? Out of all the names that chose, like Alex Trebek, was that the? No. So when I was. Um, when I was a kid, I try I like tried to change my name. I remember it vividly. I think it was when I like developed consciousness. I was like, I will no longer be known as Dakota. I am now Alex. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. When when me and my sister were, were younger, she would always ask me. I just had one sibling. She like, you know, we're little kids, like, let's play house or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I would always be named Scott. I don't really know why Scott was the name I chose, but I thought Buffin. when I was a kid, I'm like, Scott is Love such it. a cool name. You know, maybe it was Scott Bayo. I don't know why. Be me I up, Scotty. Maybe it was yeah, Scotty from that. So you go to the festivals as Alex. You wear like a name tag, like, hi, I'm Alex. Or no. you just inter- is you, there, most, is there- most people won't even ask. You just, you get into the pit and you just dance. Just mosh. Mosh if it's a rock show, dance if it's an electronic show. Uh, I am part of the headband gang. I will be at the rail attempting to break it with all of my might as I just headbang until my neck breaks. So tell me the difference between Alex and Dakota. Alex is a wild child. <laughs> yes, I love it. It's like Sasha Fierce, right? Oh, with yeah. Beyonce. That brings out your, oh, yeah. your wild child. He's, I love he's absolutely... He's, He's an absolute character. He is, he's all about anything and everything. He he just loves the experience of music. I will be if this was a, if this was the speaker where like the you know the bass w- was yeah. coming out of. I would be right here. Yeah, <laughs> your ear would be right up to the speaker. I'm, yes, I there were, there was a DJ DJ Electro. Uh, it was actually a two man set. Uh, this was 2021 Dance Festopia. Uh, they would take turns. They would take turns. Uh, one of them would be like running the tables, and the other one would just be sitting, like my back is against this chair, yeah. to the speaker, just smoking a cigarette, a jazz cigarette. <laughs> just the sitting there, yeah. going deaf. Yep, yep. Well, I Blow, mean, blowing out the drums. And now this is this is another great thing about electronic music is even if you're deaf, because I've I've met deaf people at these concerts and. A lot of them really, really enjoy the feeling they of feel the, the bass music, yeah. hitting you in the chest. Yeah, it, it you can literally feel it. Sure, that's interesting, man. Does anyone ever? Is there a chance of meeting Alex outside of a music festival, or is he exclusively only at music festivals? No, it's so it's not like I can just flip a switch. It just happens. It's, it just once I like set up the tent in like the camping uh, area and I'm like, okay. (laughs) And I just- I can totally picture it. We are now free. And then Dakota's left the building. Dakota's like, peace out. 
We'll see you next weekend. Yep, literally. <laughs> we'll see yep. you Monday. Guys, this is the guy you want to buy your music from right here. I mean, this this is authentic. This is a music guy. This is where you got to go. I've had I've had people tell me I'm too honest to be a businessman. Which I, I think is I think false. that's I think that's dumb advice. I'm just, yeah, I'm whoever just, whoever I'm told you that that was dumb advice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Honesty is the best policy. Mm-hmm. So that was great. Thank you for introducing us to Alex. Hopefully someday we'll get to meet him. But um, you said this random fact about you is that you are an absurdist. Tell us what an absurdist is. So absurdism is like a philosophy, and uh, I guess. Because I, I'm all about shock value. The the best way to explain it is life is a joke. And I don't mean that in the like depressing way that yeah. most people would take that. I yeah. mean like Lighten up. just don't take it so seriously, yeah. dude. And this has been a lifelong lesson for myself because I was and am very, very hard on myself. But like, dude, stand up from the computer. Life is a game, dude. Just stand up. Go get some water, man. It's yeah. not that serious. Yeah, no, I agree with you there, man. A lot of people just don't enjoy life because they take everything. They let everything stress them out. And, and I get, like, judging yourself harshly and, you know, holding yourself to a high standard. But, man, just enjoy the ride. Like, life has so many ups and downs and twists and turns and so many different people to meet. Like, so many people are afraid to meet someone that's different to them or talk to someone that, you know, that, you know, you and I, you know, in terms of our likes and dislikes are probably very opposite, but I'm thoroughly enjoying getting to know you and learning about this type of thing that you're into. And I think those well, are the you. things that make life go round. I mean, you know, we were, I was talking to someone about this the other day is I remember a time where, you know, people just had conversations with one another and they could disagree on politics, religion, life, music, philosophies, theories, and it was okay. Like, yeah. we just disagree. If anything, it just creates a discourse where you can have mutual education about Empathy, different aspects Empathy, understand of people. Yeah, and, you know, the phrase agree to disagree used to be a thing. And now mm -hmm. it's like, if you disagree with me, you're my enemy, and I hate that. Yeah. So I just think, you know, enjoy life. Don't take it too seriously. Get to know people. Get to understand their journey, where they come from, why they are what they are, why they do what they do, and uh, you might learn some things. So Absolutely. All right, so stranded on a desert island, one music, one CD or album to listen to forever. I'm thinking on the on the on the island, you would hope to have an album or a record player, not a CD player. I'll take whatever but, I can get at that but point. One, and we've talked about this a little bit. One one album forever. OK Orchestra, AJR. I'm you, actually going to call an consistent. audible. I'm going to uh -oh. call an audible on that one because I want to get the hell off that island. So I'm going to be bringing uh, Akira the Don's album that he did with Jocko Willink. I know Jocko. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, dude. I love his podcast. But that album, like, if I throw it on, I can't help but like do a hundred push-ups, go do the dishes, go do something. Because <laughs> like he, his energy is just like, do something, yeah. go. And uh, yes, I'll, I'll be off that island in a week if I have that album. <laughs> I'll be... swim to Manhattan. Yes. <laughs> All right. Totally irrational fear, which you mentioned this earlier. Fear of uh, failure, but then driving. Yeah. Uh, so, and this is something that's actually kind of hit me in the chest more recently is it's less so, you know, my ability to drive that I'm fearful of. It is everyone else around you. <laughs> yeah, it is like drunk drivers. It is uh, people who are just like texting and driving. Or I saw uh, this lady on 69. She was blasting down the highway, 85 at least. And she was straight up doing her makeup in the mirror. And I was like, <laughs> how? 
Dan says that's his wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and like, and funnily enough, I don't really feel that fear when I'm on my motorcycle. My brain just kind of oh wow turns yeah, off. Yeah, I feel like it'd be worse on a motorcycle. No, for me. actually, if anything, my reaction time is better. I have 360 degree awareness, and like usually, what'll happen is like someone will brake check me, someone will pull out in front of me, and I've already swerved around them, gotten another half mile away from them. I'm like, wow, that dude just tried to kill me. <laughs> well, but you do drive though. Yeah. It's just something that creates a little anxiety within you because the, there are some crazy drivers out there. The only thing to fear in life is fear itself. Don't let it hold you back. Was that uh, Roosevelt? I believe so. Roosevelt. And we could just say it was. It was Roosevelt. One of the Roosevelts. Um, all right. Favorite movie or TV show, Midnight Gospel and YouTube. What is Midnight Gospel? I don't think I've heard of that. Is that Midnight a movie? Midnight Gospel is a eight-episode American animation uh, on Netflix, I believe. Uh, it's also on Hulu, I think. And uh, it's very much like the animation style is straight up eye candy. Like it's just something to keep the brain, the ADHD squirrel brain that people like me have <laughs> occupied while... Uh, the show goes into like different aspects of like life, philosophy, um, and just it's kind of like a really mind opening show. It follows huh. uh, what's his name, Duncan, uh, as he is in what is known as the ribbon that he has moved out to, which is like a, a universal trailer park basically. And he has a alternate reality simulator that he goes into and interviews these people from different realities. And I believe the uh, actual uh, interviews in the show are from a real podcast. I can't remember what the podcast is. Interesting. I, I'll email it to you. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, Midnight send it to Gospel. Me. I definitely like to check it out. out. It sounds interesting. All right, one last meal forever. Mom's homemade. This one surprised me. Homemade tuna noodle casserole and a nice bottle of Pinot Grigio. Yeah, so the like, tuna noodle casserole that one shocked me. Like that was like the meal that when my mom made it, it was like tuna. Like that was just the dread meal. So I don't know what precisely it is about like my mom specifically has to make it. Yeah. Uh, if anybody else eat, makes it, I'll throw it out the window. But like, <laughs> like literally, literally the sight. whole tray. The whole Pyrex is out the window, but yeah, dude, uh, just, I want to, I want to have some tuna nuda casserole with my mom and enjoy a nice glass of Pinot with her. That's awesome, man. Hey. And like, to each their own, kinda, as you said, that kind of surprised me too. Cause like I went, I went to the culinary Institute of Michigan. I like worked for years as a cook and like, I just, I just want some no tuna one does it like casserole, mom. man. No one does it like mom. All right. One job in the world. You said I'm living it, brother. But then you said, if I had to pick something else, probably HVAC. What was funny, like 20 minutes later, you text me like, oh my man, I can't believe it, but I can't believe I said HVAC for my dream job. That's a straight up lie. I want to produce music. So yes. let's, let's talk about it. From so, HVAC to music, it's a big, it's a big jump. Yeah, no, now don't get me wrong. HVAC techs are extremely important. I, I'm a certified HVAC tech, actually. I can service furnaces. I worked with Mauer uh, for two years thereabouts all right but and if you want to do trades do it we need them yeah. please for the love of god go to trade school but um i my dream is like ever since i saw my first live show alex deep since alex saw the first show ever since alex saw his first live show 
Well, Alex didn't exist at the time. Ah, I got you. Yeah, this was um, actually, I think my first ever show, I saw Lincoln Park with Randy okay. uh, at uh, DTE. And I, I want that. You fell in I, love it's with not that. even you like at first it. it was just the fame, but like the level of freedom of life that like electronic artists like Sippy, Grizz, Kezo, Leto, they all experience and the amount of different crazy eccentric people that they get to work with from visual artists to merchandisers like I want that. That's the dream. And like it's culminated in, I, f I finally, I bought, um, it's called The Machine, which is like a, a drum kit, not like a yeah, I got you. big drum kit, but for electronic music. Yeah. yeah, and it's a faker drum kit. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and like, I'm trying to teach myself, I'm about to do the uh, YouTube master class and just blitz through it, because I, I want to make music. Yeah. I, I've listened to it for years, I want to start making it. Who, who's the guy, um, I just saw a clip of this guy on Jimmy Fallon. Um, is it Charlie Puth that takes all kinds of sounds? Do you know Charlie Puth? Oh, yeah. He just takes sounds yeah. and he puts them in his little electronic recorder and he makes unbelievable music yeah. out of it. It's yeah. crazy. Oh, and then He'll take tapping on a cup and turn that into like a beat in the song. Yeah, know? there was. I saw a TikTok. Someone literally took the sound of a door shutting. It was like... Yeah. And he made a whole like three and a half minute EDM track off of it and put like a insane clown posse acapella over it through a few uh, master uh, effects on it and it became like a sounds hit. amazing. That's yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? That's pretty cool. How? <laughs> All right. Hollywood made a movie about your life, cast you as Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter. Uh, if. More Swiss Army man, Daniel okay. Radcliffe. Okay. I, yeah, I, he is one of the most eccentric and varied actors that I know. And if I'm not going to play myself, I would be ecstatic if Daniel Radcliffe could pay, play me. Did you ever see him do the Alphabet Olympics? I did not. Uh, you know that song? Is that what it's called? Alphabet Olympics? It's I that song. It's basically like what they say, one of the most difficult rap songs to sing or something. I'm going to have to look he that up. He does it on Jimmy Fallon. And uh, it's pretty, pretty. It's pretty funny. He does a good job with it. Awesome. <clears throat> Proudest moment achievement. That's two Jimmy Fallon name drops in one segment here. So that's so Jimmy Fallon. Have us on the show. We're, we're giving you all the props here at the No Easy Way Out podcast. <laughs> um, uh, proudest moment and achievement. Uh, you said your certifications with AFAC, uh, HVAC and owning Round Midnight Records. So how does it feel to be your own boss? Uh. <sighs> Well, you know, once you get past the initial terror, yeah. uh, the level of freedom that you can experience as being your own boss is second to none. Yeah. And then, you know, if you can utilize that freedom correctly and build your business up a bit, you start to move towards that sense of peace that yeah. comes with, uh, you know, not necessarily filthy rich success, but just, you know, being successful in yeah. what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast with other people, you know, time or money, you know, and some people, you know, to them, happiness lies in, you know, having a fat bank account and being able to not worry about money. And uh, certainly, I think there's nobody on earth that wouldn't like that. But in terms of happiness, I mean, I've never met a person that has been able to truly attach their happiness to a, an amount of money. Exactly. But to me, like having time, flexibility, 
the freedom to be able to step away and go do something I need to do to, you know, be away from it for a little bit and know that things are going to get handled. You know, I probably work more than I've ever worked in my life, but I can do it on my own time and on my own schedule. And the freedom that it brings to me is, is worth, uh, is worth a lot. Absolutely. And then one wish besides unlimited wishes, you wish for the ability to not need sleep. Yeah. Stay um, alive, stay awake for 24 hours a day. There's actually a very, very small subset of humans that actually don't need to sleep. There's one, I don't know if he's still alive, but there was a 73-year-old that I read about a couple of years ago who, like, for 10 hours every night, he just reads newspapers. Really? That's all he does. And I wouldn't be reading newspapers. I would probably be making music or engaging in some other hobby. But you spend roughly 25 to 33% of your life asleep. I know. I want that time back <laughs> give it to me give me my time rebate well, time what, lords come on you know what einstein did you ever hear the theory I, of rabbit, relativity yeah. yeah but in terms of sleep um he would he never went to bed he would sleep for 15 minutes at a time he would get up and work oh the caveman schedule when he got tired he would set some sort of an alarm for 15 minutes he'd close his eyes sleep and then he'd wake up and he'd go back at it so he never like you know, so they said he averaged like maybe two hours of sleep a day or something. Interesting. But he just would take a little power nap and get back at it. So I might have to try. That. I enjoy my sleep, but uh, too much is too much. All right. So you have your phone with you. Yep. So we have this little thing that we do called "Explain That Post," <clears throat> where we kind of go do a deep dive on uh, someone's social media, and we ask them if there's a post that needs just a little more context. To give us an idea of what's going on in this picture. So I am sending you, see if I can, you got an iPhone? See if I can, no, I have an Android. Okay, I'll just text it to you. Google Pixel, it's not even like one of the big Androids. <laughs> I like it. All right, so let me know when you get that. This is a picture I found. You know, there was a lot of fun stuff on there, but I thought this one, uh, you know, needs a little more, oh. a little more context here. You're, you, you just got done doing something that got you really dirty. What's going uh, yeah, on? Yeah, so my heart goes out to plumbers. Uh, Thanksgiving night at about 2 a.m., I had a pretty huge uh, blockage in my sewage system in my house. And uh, at the time, not only did I know how to do it, but I was also broke. So even if I wanted somebody else to do it, I, it wasn't going to happen. So I actually ended up tearing out about six feet of cast iron from my basement. Oh my and, goodness! Uh, yeah, it you was, have experience with plumbing? Or you're just like, I, I do get, now. I, <laughs> I'll just figure it out. That, literally, that's what I did, and I like I I got it so that the system was running. I actually had a. a it was a temporary fix at the time. The next day I finished it because I had to wait for uh, Crest to open down the street a ways. Uh, and I, yeah, it was, it was a headache. It was a huge headache. Well, that, I can imagine. That and, and you got the picture crap, to prove it. Yeah, that black crap and all that. It's that's, not real crap, I hope. It, no, it's, it's <laughs> grease and hair. All right. Yep. And you just got the picture. So hopefully you disinfected your phone after. I bathed in bleach, actually. Oh, man. Yeah, that's tough, man. Yeah, you definitely are going to have a different appreciation for plumbers after that. Holy crap. <laughs> Literally, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you got to explain that to us because I thought maybe you just got done working on a car or something, but that you're just covered yeah. in... Literally covered in feces. Yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. The worst part is... Good, it, the worst good part for you, is, DIY. 
No, this is the real reason why I bathed in bleach after that. This was very recently after I got the house. And um, so most of that wasn't even mine. (laughs) Yeah, let that sink in. I don't want to. (laughs) That you're covered in someone else's. I don't know... I don't know how much at peace it would put me knowing it was at least my own crap, but knowing that it was someone else's probably would make it a lot worse. <laughs> I didn't get any in my mouth, so it was better than the last time I did plumbing. <laughs> there you go. Always a silver lining, right? <laughs> All right. Well, man, let's talk a little bit about the journey and how you got here. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, born and raised in Owasso, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Went to Owasso High well, School. Born in Owasso, I moved out... Uh, End of the fifth grade, I moved to Auburn Hills. Okay. And um, long story short, that was a mistake. <laughs> uh, we learned. I got my HVAC certifications, and I connected with Mauer, and I moved in with my grandmother for like um, two months, got the apartment. Is Darlene? Yep, Darlene Walden, wonderful woman. Yes, very, uh, very sweet. I moved in. After that, I was in the apartment above Magoo's for a while. I did a little bit of maintenance for Woodworth Commercial to kind of make ends meet as well as working for Mauer. And um, <clears throat> I was on call at the time, too, uh, for Woodworth Commercial. So, like, if there was a gas leak in Mount Morris, I was the guy that went and fixed it. Yeah. Uh, and, <clears throat> yeah, after <sighs> made a lot of mistakes, fixed them. Saved up some cashola, and I finally got the duplex, and that's what really started the ball rolling on Little getting financial income. freedom. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Which has really been my goal since I moved back to Owasso. Yeah, so how long have you been back here? Was it 2020 that it came? Yeah, it was 2020 okay. that I came back. So a couple years, you've right been about, doing good, yeah. you've been putting things together, making moves, now you're your own boss. Mm-hmm. Um so tell me, so you said like the, the, when you found out about this, you were literally making a pontoon at, for Manitou. Yeah. Uh, got a call at four in the morning from dad. I had literally just stabbed myself in the hand with an eighth inch drill bit too. So I was like, so the timing yeah, was let's good. Run this. Let's run this. <laughs> yeah. So from the time he got that call to the time you actually went into purchase and, and like, let's go mode. How long was that? Like a week. A week. <laughs> he, you know. I, he, he. I was like, let me think about it. Give me 24 hours. And I think two hours later, I texted him like, run yeah, it. Let's do it. Run it. Yeah. Well, dude, that's funny. Your dad called me. This would have been, you know, about a year and a half ago. He's like, hey, <clears throat> um, you need to buy Hanker Sportswear. It's for sale. I'm like, oh, dude, that'd be perfect. I've been, you know, we've been looking at wanting to do a print shop. And he's like, all right, well, let's start talking about it. And he's like, no, no. Like, this was like late October. He's like, mm-hmm. they want to be done December 1st. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. That's like four weeks from now. And we're like moving this business and the opportunity is like either take it or leave it. Someone else is going to take it. Mm -hmm. So we jumped on it. But yeah, he's a he's a quick mover when he has an idea. He's ready to go. So I know you're kind of on the journey right now in terms of, you know, as an entrepreneur. Yeah. But there's a whole journey before this that came along that got you to this point. Mm -hmm. And so every entrepreneur has some things that they've learned along the journey. And I always like to ask you to share with our audience. What are some things you've learned that might help somebody who's maybe in your position, they have a job and they're thinking about starting their own thing, or maybe they're unhappy where they're at. What are some things you've learned that could help them? So one, start believing in yourself. Uh, If this was the bar, my self-confidence was down there on the floor. So like, 
it, I just, I did not have like any sort of, I didn't think I could do anything. Yeah. And it, it took a lot of mental effort for me to just trust myself to even try this. And like getting, uh, getting sober again and all that has been uh, a wonderful boost for my self-confidence. And, uh, that has also been helping, but like, you know, you do, you, you drink your drink, uh, if that's what you do, but you have to, I think the greatest way to start is to look at the people who have gone through it. Uh, and, like there are many wonderful podcasts, audiobooks where you can kind of peek into the mind of how an entrepreneur thinks and how they act. Right. And if you can submerge yourself in kind of the mind of an entrepreneur, you're already halfway there. Yeah. You're already halfway there. And then from there, the biggest thing that you can do to be successful in business is to find what you love, figure out how to monetize it, and then do it and never stop doing it. That's the straight Gary Vee right there. Never, ever stop doing it. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's interesting because I would say probably the majority of people that set out to do something um, in some way, shape, or form feel insufficient to do it, whether that be they have an insufficient bank account, whether that be they feel like maybe they have insufficient knowledge whether that means they have insufficient opportunity, whether it means they their personality, like there's a part, like I really like, uh, I really like listening to music, but I don't really want to be around people. Or I really like being around people, but I don't really want to do this. You know, So there's aspects of it. I love making videos, but I don't want to do accounting. You yeah, know, like, absolutely. So they feel insufficient in some form of the business, and so it makes them hesitant to leap, take the leap, to Absolutely. jump up. Uh, there's no way I could afford to do that. You know, uh, a lot of times people don't realize, but if you're going to jump out and be an entrepreneur, then you probably should get used to, you know, living in a crappy apartment and mm -hmm. eating ramen noodles for a little while, yeah. unless you've, you know, put some money away and, and prepared yourself for it. But even then the beginning is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. And so finding a way, like you said, believe in yourself. If you're truly passionate about something, like truly, not mm -hmm. just I like that or it's a hobby, but like if you're so passionate about something that you've identified your favorite place is surrounded like that, a music festival, you have an alter ego that you've created that really can pull out and enjoy that. Like you, you've really got so like the passion that you have is very evident. And Thank so you. to someone listening, you have that kind of passion for something. I think it has to be more than just a hobby more than just something that you enjoy it's something you got to really be passionate about absolutely and if in, in it go ahead the the other thing about it is like you know you can be as passionate as you want about rockets yeah but you can't just go out and be a rocket scientist right typically by the time you're about 25 years old your areas of specific knowledge are kind of set and you can you can build new areas of specific knowledge but it is significantly harder yeah because there are so many dimensions to life you know once you get to your early 20s that you have to also take care of so it becomes significantly more difficult to educate yourself in other areas right so really you know say i was like 40 and working at McDonald's, so 
sorry. Let's say I was no, sixty. I'm just, Let's say I'm I was messing 60. with you. I'm just messing Let's with you. Let's say I was sixty and I'm yeah. working at McDonald's and yeah. like you know I I have a, a young kid and I don't want him to be sixty working at McDonald's. Yeah. I'm going to be giving him books. I'm going to be forcing him to experience as many aspects of life as possible so he can figure out figure what out. he loves and where he wants to build his specific knowledge. Yeah. Because especially in today's day and age, you can have specific knowledge in almost anything, except the areas I had specific knowledge. Yeah. And uh, you can find an audience for it. Yep. Yep. There's an audience out there. And I think like what you're saying, experience is extremely important. You know, I'm trying to get my kids, um, as they grow up, get them out of a wassail for a little bit of time. Like Absolutely. My, yes. my son, my oldest son, he really wants to work here and he wants to eventually take over the company. And, and of course, as a dad, I love that, but I'm like, you're going to go away from home for a year yeah. before we even consider that. Absolutely. Not that I couldn't use his help right now. Not that I don't want him to be here, but I want him to make sure he's had enough life experience to determine like I want to go back to Owasso and I want to work at my dad's company Matter because the, the last thing that I want is him getting to be 30 and be like dude my dad kept me home and didn't let me live my life yeah. and, you know go out and make your decision my my other son uh, my middle son he's graduating uh this uh May and he's wanted to be a police officer forever and just recently he's been talking to me about maybe wanting to do some other things he's kind of feeling like maybe he wants to work with youth um, and he just really wants to help people. And he has this opportunity to go to Japan for a whole summer. He literally will take gra it. He'll graduate on a Sunday and like the next day he'll be on a flight to Japan. Take it, take it, take it. Take and it, I'm take like, it. son, you, if you want to do this, like you should go do it. Like that experience of being, he'll only be, he'll still be 17 to be 17 and in a foreign country like Japan for three months. Like the experience he's going to gain from that to me is more valuable than anything I could teach him here at home. Oh yeah. And, you know, my, you know, one of my, one of his grandmas was like, well, what if he decides he wants to move to Japan and live there? I'm like, then he moves to Japan and lives there. I mean, you want the kid to be happy. And yeah. of course, any parent would love it if their kids were around them. But ultimately, you want them to succeed in life and you want them to be happy. And you got to have those experiences. And I do want to challenge your, your thought just a little bit on, you made the statement like, well, it's not like you can, you know, if you want to be a rocket science, you can do that. And I get what you're saying. That's a lot bigger challenge. But I would say this. If you're willing to put in the work that takes and you're truly passionate about it, you can become a rocket scientist. Yeah, you know? I mean, Elon, like Elon Musk, <laughs> you know, he started very meager and he just, his, his heroes were Neil Armstrong and whoever the other guy was that mm -hmm. went on the moon. I can't Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. And he just said, I want to do that. And he realized he didn't want to work for NASA and he wanted to do his own thing. And so... The guy just worked his tail off. And now, I did not say it was impossible. Sure. It is no. significantly, significantly harder. more difficult. Right. Now, if you're somebody like Randy or myself, uh, difficulty is like an invitation. Yeah. Like, make it harder, please. Right. Please Same. do it. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's what you have to ask yourself is how willing are you to do the difficult things. The whole idea of the no easy way out podcast is, you know, you meet so many, especially young people who they go online and they see like the internet sensation, this, the overnight success, the person that went viral and now they're a TikTok influencer mm -hmm. and they want that. And that's so rare. It's so rare. Yeah. It's like one in a hundred million. I mean, it really is. Now you might see, well, there's like, I, I follow 50 different influencers, but there's 
seven billion people in the world. So yeah. it's 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 so rare. Not that it can't happen, and not to say don't try, mm-hmm. but in most situations, there is no easy way out. You got to do the difficult things. You have to be committed to it. You got to eat it and breathe it and sleep it for a while. And you got to learn and you got to sacrifice. But when you can, and again, that's where the passion comes in. Mm -hmm. Because on those days where it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. That's where the passion steps in and says, this is just a bad day. This is just a moment in time. And like I saw this wonderful graphic, speaking of overnight success, it was um, an iceberg. And like the tip of the iceberg was overnight success. Yeah. And then underneath the water like was like 20 hard times work, bigger. no yeah. sleep, starvation. Yeah. I think yeah. your dad has that hanging in his office. Maybe that's where yeah. I saw it. I, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. No, there's more under the surface than people realize. You know, yeah. people see the success, but they you don't see realize. see the highlight reel. Exactly. And and they don't realize like all the work that it took there to get there. They don't realize how many times you were like, well, don't pay me this week because we got to pay this bill or, you know, let's make this sacrifice so that the company, you know, can move forward. And so I like what you said about surround yourself with people that know, like if you're going to, if you're going to take any kind of entrepreneurial leap, talk to at least two or three people that have done it already first, ask questions, learn, get to understand because chances are more than likely that what you're seeing is the result of a lot and lot of hard work, little sleep, financial sacrifice, family sacrifice, friend sacrifice um, to get where they are. And as long as you're willing to do that, it's great. It's Absolutely. wonderful. And the thing is, is, not everybody is an entrepreneur. And that's all right, too. Like, <sighs> it's, you know, some people just really love to go to their. Monday through Friday, nine to five, and that's what makes them happy. And if you're happy in that, I saw a quote by Jim Harbaugh this morning because he's getting all kinds of offers to coach football in the the NFL. He just met with a Denver coach, and uh, he turned him down, and you know they offered him all kinds of money, and he just said, "You know, I'm really happy at Michigan." And I had a mentor tell me, "Don't try to out happy happiness." He's like, if you're happy, stop trying to, you know, yeah. out happy it. Just be happy. And so if you're happy in your job and your family, then don't look at somebody else and envy or covet what they have. Be happy with what you have. And that's the problem with social media a lot of times is, you know, you see the highlight reel and you start to compare yourself to everybody else. Yeah, you can't. But compare yeah. yourself against your own happiness. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The, the only person that it is worth your time to compare yourself is yourself from the past Mm -hmm. whether it's a week in the past a month in the past or a year in the past i like that just are you growing are yeah are you better off than you were a year ago yeah i like that don't go backwards keep moving forward and you might only be three steps ahead of where you were last year but it's better being three steps behind so keep looking at you know the progress you're making and cheer yourself on you know sometimes as an entrepreneur you have to be your only cheerleader and people just don't, you know, they think you got it all together. And so sometimes you got to like remind yourself like, hey, look what I did from this year to last. So no, that's Absolutely. good stuff, man. I appreciate you sharing those things with us. And, you know, I'd say for a young man, you got a lot of wisdom in you. I've, t- I've been told I'm an old soul. Yeah. Well, Alex has. Alex has told you that or? Alex has been told he's an old soul. Oh, is he? <laughs> Alex sounds like a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that you know, the life experience you've had have, has, 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 um, you know, molded and made you into who you are today. I say, keep learning, keep doing it. 
you know, I, I, your dad and I were talking about when he was on the show that, you know, he was excited for you, but also a little nervous because as a dad, you know what your kid is about to go through. It's going to be a journey. It's going to be work. It's going to be, you know, sometimes sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, I could make more money, you know, working at Taco Bell than I'm making right now. Like you, you start to go through those things. Um, but just keep, I want to encourage you, man. I think this is a great fit for you. Um, I think it's something that, that, that makes a lot of sense. So just keep pushing on those days of discouragement, you know, talk yourself up, yeah. give me a call. I'll come over and talk yourself up. We'll listen to some, some AJR. Is that what it is? Yep. 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 And, uh, yeah, we'll just, uh, we'll just chill. And, you know, Righteous. I love encouraging people, helping them through their challenging times. And, you know, I may have to call you to come over and, you know, hype me up a little bit one day yeah. too. So I'm a hype man. Bring Let's over go. some rage. Rage. <laughs> All right, last thing that we do, well, there's two things. We do uh, Say It in 60, which is a right. one-minute segment where we try to squeeze the last ounce of uh, knowledge, wisdom out of our guest, and then we're going to go into our whisper challenge and call it a day. All righty. So I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Well, actually, Dan is. Okay. I'm going to give you 10 rapid-fire questions. Again, no wrong answers. They're your answers. Uh, but you got to answer them in 60 seconds. If you do, you're the winner, and that's it. All right. I All like right. winning. You want to be the winner? Okay. Dan, are we ready? Timer starts now. What is a must-read book? All of them. What is a daily habit everyone should do? Brush your teeth, take care of yourself, uh, meditate. What is your favorite podcast? No Easy Way Out, Jocko Podcast. My man, yeah. Me and Jocko, same length. Michigan or Michigan State? Neither. Well, good. What is your why? Happiness, peace, and love. Apple or Android? I don't care. Use what you use. Favorite quote? Run it. Love it. Must binge TV series? Midnight Gospel. Yes, we talked about it. Last question. How much time has he got? 20 seconds. You got 20 seconds to tell our audience. What is success to Dakota Woodworth? It's so ephemeral. Success is just peace. It's peace. Love it, man. With nine seconds of spare, he does it. Studio audience, round of applause. Good job. Thank you for sharing that stuff with us, brother. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I appreciate your authenticity. Yeah. And uh, keep being you, man. And hopefully someday we all get to meet Alex. That'll be awesome. Hey, come to Dance Fest. Come to Dance Fest. Yeah. I think I would stick out like a sore thumb at Dance Fest. I neither can you dance know what? nor the can I fest. The further you stick out, the more you'll blend in. Yeah. I need to come up with an alter ego. Like, I got to come up. Maybe I'll be Scott. Yeah, there you I'll go. I'll be Scott from my childhood. You know, the guy that was cool, that wore a leather jacket, slicked his hair back like Fonzie. Dude, yeah, that's, dude. That's my time. If you man. come in looking like Fonzie, you will get nothing but compliments. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll need that to do that. All right, man. I appreciate you coming on, sharing your experience with us. The best of luck to you, bro. Like, I really look forward to oh, seeing how this is going to go for you. Uh, keep at it. You know, on the tough days, like I said, just keep going. Keep pushing. Find all the ways out there that you can. I, I love seeing that you're, you're using the TikTok, you're using your website, all the things that you can do to move those things. Uh, you know, keep showing that passion and uh, we'll be here to watch your journey. If there's anything that AZ can do to help, I know we've printed a bunch of merch for you. Yep. Go check out his merch. It's pretty sweet. Um, but if there's anything we can do to help you, you know, we're here to be along the journey with you and grow with you. Um, but before we go, why don't you look into this camera and let our audience know where they can find you physically on the world wide web and all of those things absolutely so round midnight records is located right on the main strip of owasso uh, main street right next to it's a deli thing 
best deli in the world stop in and bring me a breakfast burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, the, uh, yeah, we're Kitty Corner from Gilbert's at 204 West Main Street. Uh, awesome location. And then you can also find us on the World Wide Web. My inventory is growing uh, every week uh, at www.roundmidnightrecords.com. All right. And what about socials? Do you got socials? I am on Instagram. I am on TikTok. I am slowly gaining control of the Facebook page and they are all Round Midnight Records. Round Midnight Records. So go check them out. Again, man, thanks again. Keep moving. Keep going. Keep winning. Keep learning. Someday we're going to meet. We're going to meet Alex and uh, we're going to have a great old time. Alex and Scott take Electric Forest. Alex and Scott take Electric Forest. It's going to be epic. So That it will be. And I'm the old 40-year-old guy, so 42. So, you know, hey, it should be fun. Hey, that's a good number. 42 yeah. is the meaning of life, the universe and everything. It's my fa- it's my it's my favorite number backwards. Oh, really? 24. So, yeah. Well, thank you all for coming along on this journey with us, getting to know Dakota. I hope you go check him out. Go check out Round Midnight Records. Check him out online. You won't be disappointed. You'll see the passion coming out. As my mother always said, you can't and never could until you tried. So go out there and try something great, my friends, and don't take the easy way out. We'll see you next time. <laughs>